It's time for some fresh air. Apostolic Integrity Radio. Glory to God. I'm so excited. The Lord has truly blessed us with an anointed vessel today. I'm so excited to be here conversing with Apostle Edward Pitts. I am so excited about this conversation (laughs) because um, we were talking right before we began recording and I'm like, no, we need to start recording because this (laughs) is really good. So, um, Apostle Pitts has been in ministry how many years, sir? Uh, just about 40 years now. <laughs> 40 years of ministry. So we mm-hmm. are about to get some wisdom from a father in the gospel, someone who mm-hmm. has absolutely been laboring. He has traveled all over the world to all the fancy places that people want to get to. <laughs> Everybody wants to go to Africa. <laughs> and he's been there and He's definitely traveled um, extensively. He is a husband. He is a father. He is an apostle. Um, He has or is the founder of Kingdom United Incorporated. And that is a partnership program in which leaders, organizations and ministries are connected and definitely something we need in the body of Christ. Relationships are established and um, he is called apostle pitts is called to um, mentor the sons of god and provide an apostolic covering to them to go forth in their ministry call which is definitely something that is needed today um we need someone to be accountable to we need someone who we can look up to we need someone who can kind of mm-hmm. um lay a foundation where um we can say that was the springing board for our morale and our character mm-hmm. and the example we had as um, a follower of Christ. So um, I, I, I'm not going to tarry. I'm going to put more information about him in the the in the description box. I'm not going to drag this on because I really want to hear what he has to say. We are, of course, of course, on the uh, topic of apostolic integrity and um, what that means. And I, I want to know how Apostle uh, Pitts feels about what's going on in today's church and in this generation as we get closer to um, Christ. And I even feel like the Lord will give us some prophetic insight also from Apostle. So please, Apostle, I'm going to ask you questions as, as we go along. You go right ahead. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Let's go. Let me hear what you were saying about the, the continuation of the gospel message and the change from um, generation to generation. I, I believe uh, we used to sing songs in, in, in our, when I was coming up about every round goes higher and higher. And I believe all of those songs are coming out of the Holy ghost, the heart of the Holy ghost. Uh, the standard of God is every round should go higher and higher, which means the knowledge of Christ should increase. Um, I do understand uh, Bible prophecy when it says in the in the latter days or in the last days there will be a great falling away from things and I believe that falling away is due to the the distraction of a different kind of knowledge and the cover up of the true treasure knowledge that has captivated us it caused us to be saved and given our hearts to God uh, there was a there was a hunger 
in the early church that that actually uh, came about through suffering, through this 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 desire to know God because of the things that we were going through, and many things in the Bible. Most time, and myself included, we come to God because of things that we didn't like. We come to God because maybe there's medical problems. We come to God because we want to get married or we were under pressure to get a job or a house or whatever the case may be. We come to the end of our rope, so to speak, and we kind of fell in by default uh, to spiritual things based on hope. Uh, God would move. We would be uh, blessed, satisfied, and go on to the next things. But the attitude in which that happened left us with, um, we would say stuff like, uh, God bless me, like it was a, a unique, unusual instance that is not supposed to happen continuously. It was just that one thing that God got me out of. Now I kind of got my feet back on solid ground and I can kind of use my logic and my wisdom and my discernment and what I know in God and, and kind of see if I can navigate through the waters to get to where God wants me to be. Um, while that is uh, uh, an approach, <laughs> I believe I believe we're living in a day now where as knowledge increase and every kind of knowledge that's increasing, not just spiritual knowledge, technical knowledge, uh, scientific knowledge, uh, all there is a there is a, a deluge of just knowledge. And as the, the man's heart, when I say man, I'm talking about mankind. As we begin to test the waters and which see which ones worked, which ones does does not work, um, this world has done a great job in in uh, like you said branding certain kind of knowledge and expertise and and uh, causing us to feel like we have a we have scientific knowledge is the only knowledge that there is and we've got to lean toward that or or patterns of measuring of success. Well, we have, I got to have a certain amount of money, a certain amount of followers, a certain amount of this to kind of have this sense of success or this confirmation that God is blessing me. But I said, I'm saying all of that because uh, I think the biggest thing that we are, we've got to understand is the expectation of God is not to go less. The expectation of God is to get greater and greater. It was Jesus that said, and greater works than these ye shall do. We, I think the, the church is satisfied if we, if we could just come up to that level of what he did, we're cool. I mean, we're, we're going to pat ourselves on the back, but that was not the standard of, of, of Christ at all, nor was it the standard of, of Paul or the apostles. Their, their desire and hunger was there are mysteries that must be uh, revealed. And Paul was a, was a steward of the mysteries of God. He wasn't, wasn't satisfied with what he had learn and what he had uncovered or what he had had revealed he was constantly pressing into the heart mind and and and, and spirit of god that there are things that god has given us uh, one of the things that and and and, and what I'm, what i'm saying is we are looking backwards when we should be looking forward we're trying to bring back the old anointing and the old ways and the old standards and the old miracles and I am don't get me wrong I, I am brought up in the church and love the church and 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 seeing the ebb and flows of the church but I believe what God is prompting us is not for the same or lesser than but the greater works there are greater things 
that if we would focus on those things, give our hearts toward those things, they will be revealed by the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, the, the Bible says you have not because you, you ask not. However, if the only thing that you knew about was what had happened in the past, you would not ask about the things that God is doing. Um, I, I, I spent a lot of time on my Facebook page and at the start of this, uh, uh, at the, at the, at the height of the pandemic, God spoke to me and, uh, I had been talking about transition for years. I, I was, I, I was sensing the spirit that there is a move of God. When I read the scriptures and I look at the patterns in the scripture, every 2000 years, there's a shift in the spirit. There's a, a dramatic shift in knowledge. There's a dramatic shift in understanding. Uh, uh, and during that time, it comes in with just a, a cataclysm of distractions and, and, and all kinds of things. Uh, I believe this, this pandemic that we're in is a part of that global distraction because of there is global knowledge that God is unveiling. And uh, a, a pandemic normally happens every 150, 100, uh, 200 years. And uh, one thing I noticed is all the, uh, and, and let me just say this with the most care I can. Uh, all prophecies does not come to pass. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, the measure of the prophet and the prophecy was uh, what he says come to pass. Because that coming to pass is the sole obligation of God and his spirit. So uh, there are prophecies that will fail. But that doesn't mean that that's a false prophet. <laughs> a false prophet is one who does not have the message of Christ at all. His message is coming from a whole different source. Uh, in Revelation, it talks about the dragon and his tail, well, the tail represents the false prophets that comes along with that message of the dragon. So the dragon message of the dragon is more of a, uh, a natural message uh, trying to cause us to understand natural things and give up on spiritual things altogether. But back to the apostles job, apostles um, and prophets in particular doing great times of transitions I believe those voices are absolutely necessary. They are meant for transition. While they are meant for a whole lot of things and they operate in the church on a whole lot of levels, one of the major aspects of apostles and prophets is for transition. They are known as uh, men and women of God that are born out of season. They, they talk about the next thing. They, they, they generally don't talk about what's happening to right now. They're generally talking about the next move of God and getting the church ready for the next transition and those things. And so they, they, it's, they're kind of like always out of season. But during the time of that transition where that next thing is beginning to emerge or that next thing is coming into play, those voices are absolutely crucial because with every revelation of God, and I'm, I'm saying that with, with, with care, a revelation is something that you already have but you were not aware of. So when somebody gives you a gift, uh, in, in our culture, we normally wrap it up in a, in a nice box or a bow and we give it to the person and the person just from receiving that gift is smiling and happy because they know just from the presentation that is a gift. The, the problem is they don't know what they have and they will not know what they have until 
they tear off the wrappings and open up the gifts. The church for a long time has been stuck with the gifts, but afraid to open it up to see what we have. We are, we are so revered in our traditions of what God did that sometimes we forsake what God is doing. Uh, Jesus said there was a preceding word. Abraham got a word from the Lord. When God, Abraham gave him that word, that was a now word for him. That was what God told him. The, the Bible said in the New Testament, not staggering in faith, he took his son to offer him according to the word that God gave him. However, at the point of him getting ready to sacrifice his son, another word came. Here is where the church has a great stumble. They are steadfast on what God said, but they exclude what God is saying. And because that saying part is absent, we do not prepare in faith. We don't move to get that word from the Lord, that God has a current word. There is a, 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 a present, and then there's a very present help. So there is a word that's coming out of the mouth of God. If you are exercised in faith, then that becomes not, a, you, you're looking for that. You're looking for church called the move of God. Actually, it's the word of God coming. If you're not looking for that, and you believe that everything, everything that God has said is the only thing that God will ever say, then you are excluding the major part of the Holy Ghost, bringing you in to the revealed word of God, into the mysteries of God. There are things in the, in the Bible, the Bible said, that were hidden. Well, if you don't look for those things, if you don't expect a new thing, that God is doing a new thing that creates new creatures, this is a brand new day. So if you don't, if you think that this day is exactly like yesterday, there is no, there is no, uh, there's no, there's no uh, anticipation that God is going to do something. But if you understand that his mercies are renewed every day, that this is this day here, you've never seen it before. This air that you're breathing, you've never breathed this before. And the person you are is not who you were yesterday. So things are evolving. And that's why I say we have to continue on to know it. the agent of that process that causes us to be healthy in that knowledge is the Holy Ghost. It is his job. He is the authorized teacher of God because he bears the spirit of God. The Bible says uh, the man uh, knows the man, the spirit of the man knows the man, but the spirit of God knows God. If the man wants to know God, he must now have the spirit of God that will reveal the deeper things of God that are past finding out that are unsearchable, says the word of God. So it doesn't mean you can't get it. It means the way that God is giving it to you is through the agent of the Holy Ghost and his process is he's revealing it to you. The, the, the one law of revelation, and please stop me whenever you want to ask a question. <laughs> the one law of revelation is you have to have something in order to reveal it. If you don't have it, you can never reveal it. But if you have it, then you have you have the ability to reveal the thing. So here is what the law. Here's what the spirit of the Lord says. God says, I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings pertaining to life and God likeness. Another scripture says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, not not away from us. It's within us. However, 
if we don't search and lean on the Holy Ghost to actually bring us to the value of what we have, you know, a treasure to one man is a different value to another man. <laughs> you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Some cliche we say like that. But what, what causes us to burn within is when we start to uncover the treasure. When, it, when the, the newness of life is beginning to be involved in us. That's not a false thing. It is an expected thing. God is bringing us to the fire of himself. And you really can't, you really, the love that you want to display toward God is based on the new things that he unveils. You, you understand? So the moment God takes you through something and, and, and the process of going through that travail, you say, well, I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't, I don't understand why I got to deal with this or I don't understand why, whatever the case may be. But once you come through that testing and you're on the other side, and then God shows you what he has done in the midst of that trial. You begin to agree with God and say, you know what? I know now why I had to go through that because this is the knowledge that I have. This is the word that is made perfect in that trial. And you look back and the wisdom that is now unveiled through that process that you didn't desire in the flesh. The flesh never desires uh, a, a change or a birthing out. Or travail. It does. It, it, that's how you know where you are in the spirit is by this uh, ability to go from one glory to another glory. Now, part of the church issue is she loves God, and she does not want to make a mistake. She does not want to be found out of place. In doing so, the church. Um, because of the fear of making a mistake, she begins to hunker down in what she knows. And when a new thing comes, it is very difficult <laughs> to cause her to advance because she does not want to make a mistake. And it's not out of, out of um, rebellion. It's out of, I love God and I want to be with him so much that I don't want to miss God. And that missing God is what the devil has actually wore us out on. Because to miss God means to say that you don't believe what God said when he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And if, if it is God who is the author and the finisher of your faith, and he has declared what he is going to do concerning you, and his word does not go out and come back void, then how can you miss God? who is the one who lives within you and declared, I will never leave you. You're not missing God. You are afraid of the knowledge of God that's changing you, that's evolving you, that it is the leading of the Lord that causes us to go through this transition of one glory to another glory. And what you're fearing is you never saw that side of yourself. You only saw the delivered side of yourself but you never saw the victorious side of yourself. Excuse me, excuse me, Apostle. Jakia, why are you laughing over there? <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Jakia. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> the spirit in you didn't miss nothing, okay? <laughs> you may not have been there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a right now word. It's a, it's a right... Now, like, 
today, the eighth word. It is oh, a wow. two-day word. Um, not just for the listeners, but for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's like... It's, 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 Father, we just gonna keep it rolling because I can't... I can't put it no better than what you already said. It's like the confirmation and the reassurance and just the strength in the word. I'm sitting here like, okay, what's next? Because uh, we already know what what today held, what your word says about today. We already got the word for today. So (laughs) I'm excited. I hope the listeners are excited. Um, because it's very, it's very needed. Like the revelation is very needed. And uh, yes, I'm laughing at you, sis. <laughs> I know you're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm being laughed at over there. She's on mute and she's laughing at me. <laughs> it's in love. It's in love. It's in love because I'm laughing at myself too. <laughs> Amen. I thank the Lord for um, meeting. I'm sure if it was, if you just spoke, directly to the both of us and you just spoke directly to every person who's listening i know that word had to hit so many people (laughs) thank you jesus um i do have some questions good (laughs) we 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 need to advance and what you said it's for me it's a revelation and it's so true and it speaks directly to some of the things that i'm experiencing now but um, not to be looking backward, but to be looking forward because God wants to do greater. He doesn't just want to, um, I, whatever was done was laying the foundation for what God is going to be doing. I mean, the greater, just right. like what Jesus did. Absolutely. Okay. So, so many of us, a part of the body of Christ, as we were um, previously speaking about, we want to see the miracles. We want to see the healing. We want to see God move. We want to see God be God. We want to see this great revival everybody is singing about <laughs> and praying for and prophesying about. We want to see it. It's a couple of things you said, and I'm going to try to connect it all to um, my question. You said that um, there's a different type of knowledge that's a distraction. And I am going to make the assumption, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that this is a distraction from what God is actually saying now, this type of knowledge. And it reminded me of one of my favorite scriptures in the uh, 12. Daniel 12 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But within that chapter, he says, knowledge shall increase and men shall run to and fro. And it's exactly what you were saying. I mean, we have this increase in knowledge. We can access it. Um, We have these these, uh, different revelations, but there is no stability. People are distracted. They're here and they're there. And um, everybody, I believe, as you were saying, is in their own way, in their own level of maturity and spiritual knowledge, attempting to please God. Right. Okay, the best way they can, and they don't want to mess up, myself included. Right. <laughs> okay, I don't have time um, to do it. <laughs> and um, you spoke about the greater works, and I want to know this, especially for the listeners, because some listeners they go through so many struggles and they're so hungry for God, and that's just not the people, that's just Christians in general. We all want the Lord and there are just some struggles and some battles which are in our way. How do we give our hearts 
to those things which can produce the greater works. You know, um, you were speaking about knowing what God is saying and giving our hearts over to like, how do we give our hearts? How do we position ourselves in this, in this time to be able to produce the greater works? Like, do we have to ignore the things that are going on? Do we have to really get into the secret place and hear what God is saying to us as individuals? I mean, does it have to be? Because you know, sometimes in scripture, somebody new would just bust out on the scene like Elijah or even take it back even further, Noah with like a message nobody heard before you know is is this is this what we have to do like is it an individualized thing or is it is it uh, come on i don't know you you tell me i think i think what you're what you're asking and and this is what i've been following for the last 40 years right is what what must i do (laughs) that the question about what must i do to be saved that was just pure salvation right that that, that same question, though, is in every area of what God has given you in Jesus Christ. Jesus. The, 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 first, the first thing that, that we are doing is, is what Jesus gave, what God gave to Jesus and what Jesus has given to us foremost is the ministry of reconciliation, right? It doesn't, it's not fancy. It doesn't seem like, like it's, a, it's a stadium, packer outer, and stuff like that. It is essential for all the other things that we say we want to see. But actually, the, the, the higher standard of seeing is you actually want to be. You don't want to see it. You actually want to become it. And so without the revelation of that open door says, you mean to tell me I can actually become peace? I don't just have to have peace, but I can actually become peace. I can become power. I, be- I can become revelation. I can become the light. I'm telling you, it's all in the treasure of Christ. And if we do, do not, uh, through, and this is one of the gifts of the apostles, is to get into the mind of God to say what God has given to us, even though we've never experienced it in our whole life. It is that mind that is that transition that's why they are so important that the body of christ corporately embraces all of the fivefold ministry right now we have churches that apostolic churches and we have another church that's a prophetic church you have another church that's that's focused on evangelism another church that's focused on on just pastoral just just bringing the people in and nourishing them and loving on them and there's another person another church and another move of god is just teaching and while they're all there they're not together. They're not reconciled where the whole body recognizes them as one, not individual moves, but as one. We are many members. And what the enemy does, if he cannot destroy something, he causes to causes to be separation by the words that he uses. So what, what has divided the church for years is we see differences. And what God is saying, no, 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 no. There is diversity, but they're not different. What makes them combine and what makes them live together is this thing called the body. Without the body, you're going to constantly see differences and you're going to be constantly comparing who's right, who's wrong. But there is something bigger than the individual members that's in the body. And even though my my natural body has eyes and ears and nodes and tongue and none of them function the same way, they all edify the body, the bigger idea. You, You understand? So this bigger idea, this, 
this kingdom of God, this, this, this universal people of God that God sets and he anoints and he gives different gifts and talents to edify the body of Christ. And so the ministry of, of reconciliation is first, I need you to be reconciled back to God. Because as you were in this world, the, the thoughts of this world has separated you from the, from the value of the knowledge of God. We know scriptures, but we don't know the value of them. We, we, we hear them, we can quote them, but when, when, the, when the trial comes, the trial determines where your confidence is, <laughs> where your trust is. It is there for purpose, and it's there to let you know you got it, but do you put your trust in what you got? Or are you still leaning to your own understanding? And so it is that, that trial by fire that God purposely allows to happen so that we would know where we are. Because without that, you won't know. You will be ever learning, but never able to come into the knowledge of the truth to become the perfect man, not just to have these things. So while there's a great bunch of the church that says, I want the old days to come back. I want the miracles and all that to come back. And me, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I want what you have in store for me. I don't want the miracle. I want to be able to manage the miracle. I want to be able to speak the miracle. And I want that to be common. I don't want that to be a, 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 an abstract. I don't want it to be an exception. I want it to be so common that nobody gets blown out because they saw a miracle. It's just happening because we are evolving into the word. Right now, the church has struggled just to get a word. And I'm saying what God has intent for you is to become the word. What Jesus was and what he has given us, his origin was, he is not like any other man. He is not like Abraham. He's greater than Abraham. Moses, a Buddha, a, a Muhammad, no matter what patriarch. And we, we love and honor all these, these men and women of God. But what happened is there's only two men in the earth. It was the first Adam and the last Adam. The first Adam, through disobedience, and we don't have to get into that, but through his disobedience, the Bible said he released the power of sin and death in the world. And it passed on every man, Abraham, Moses, you name them. They all experienced the same thing. However, this last man, Adam, who Jesus takes on as his identity, he is not a soul man. He is a spiritual man. He, he is the word in John. It says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And if you keep on reading, it says, and that same word that was God was made flesh. Never had that happen in the history of man. And so here we see another kind of man. He, God, the whole battle in, in all of eons is with the mind of man. The, Satan is after the mind of man and God is after the mind of man because the man is God's prized possession. It is the man that God says, I, I'm going to give you power over all the works of my hand. I'm going to crown you with honor and glory. Satan knows the value of that. We don't know the value of that. And so God, who cannot lie, when he, when he says something, he can't go back and change his mind. So Satan knows that the epicenter of God is going to be with man, that the, that the management of God's hands is going to be with man, that the crowning of God and the glory of God, and if you're going to see God, got to come out of the man. Jesus represents the first man who walks 
in harmony with God, setting the example and standard of which all men should come to. His, his own disciples said, what manner of man is this? They didn't say what manner of angel. They didn't say what manner of ghost. They say, what kind of man is this? He speaks to the wind and the wind obey him. He speaks to a fig tree. They thought he was going crazy. And the fig tree dries up the next day. He is showing you the relationship of God in harmony with man. Not a man that's, that's fighting to get rid of destructions and evil imaginations and all that. He has found peace with God and God walks in him. I, I believe it's in 2 Corinthians 5th chapter, the 19th verse, it says that it was God in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It was God in Christ. If, you know, this, this kind of, when you meditate on it just for a second, it's like, okay, you're talking about God, the, the, the creator of all things. Yes, he has now moved his corporate office inside the man. He is now operating out of the man. That when you see me, you see the father. When he speaks, you hear the voice of the father. And so Jesus becomes a controversy because now God has unveiled. This is the kind of standard that I'm looking for. This is the kind of relationship that I want to have. This is how I want to move through you. And he presents himself to the existing church and they couldn't receive him because they were so adept in written word that they could not receive living word. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. He came into his own and his own received. He, he represents not a God outside. He represents now a God who himself places himself in you. And he says, I'll never leave you. And he declares, you shall do greater works than these. It is now with the mind that we have to go through this conversion and think differently because that is the whole reason for three and a half years that Jesus walked among us to show you as an example, this is what you can do. This is not what Jesus can do. This is what you could do. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Our hindrances is we are trying to not make a mistake and that, that mistake. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm saying that's me. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> so that idea is sown into us from the devil. Uh, uh, and, and the reason why that is because of this. The Bible said that the law came through Moses and the law was just stringent. If you did something, there was a punishment. If you did something, there was a punishment. You did something. So the Bible said, even though that came from God, uh, by occasion, the devil used that to actually condemn the man because there was, there was no out concerning that. So the law condemned us. It convicted us. It showed us that we're sinners and we could not challenge it because we did do it. We did it. <laughs> and here we are and we're trying our best not to do something, not to do something, not to do something because we're going to do the same. We're going to mess up again. Even in the new Testament, the, the Bible said there's a man that tried to do good, but evil was always present. And here is the, here is what we miss. We are trying to do it ourselves without the, the gift of God. And you'll never be able to do it because it is through faith and what that gift brings that enables us to take a different approach and receive what God is here. So what came through Jesus was not another law. What came through Jesus was grace and truth. Okay. 
What does grace do? Grace gives me time. What does truth do? Truth sets me and makes me free. So the, the combination of I'm giving you time to be free. I'm giving you time to be free. You could not find that in the law. The law says, here's what you did and there's no time to redeem it. You're going to die. Pick up stones and I'm going to stone you. But God, through Jesus Christ, knowing that if you're going to reach the image and likeness of God, I've got to give you another testament. I've got to first fulfill the first one because you can't have two contracts open at the same time. So he becomes sin for all of us. Every last one. By one man's disobedience, we were all made sinners. By one man's righteousness, we we're all made the righteous. The problem is we've lived under sin so long, it's easy to, to accept bad news. But when good news comes, it's so suspicious that it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I just can't. I don't believe that. This is somebody trying to trick me here. It's that transition of the mind that works against us. It, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world, he gave us what we needed. We didn't need another law because we, I, even though the law was perfect, we, the weakness was not in the law. It was in our flesh. So Christ comes in the flesh with grace and truth. And now he doesn't call you a sinner. He calls you a child. He calls you a babe. He calls you that you're growing. And so now his relationship with us is not God and the saints. His relationship with us under Christ is father and son. And so that relationship means I'm going to grow up into the head. He's going to give me room to grow. He's not imputing my trespasses because his goal for me is to arrive in his image and after his likeness. So this mixture, what the church is doing, we're preaching the old and the new together. And we want to, when we want to make you do something that, that, that you're not doing, we scare the hell out of you with the law. And then when we like what you're doing, we tell you God's blessing you through the grace. And we mix the two covenants together and it makes the word of God as non-effect. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what to do. So we just, we get frustrated. We throw off our hands and say, okay, they, they must know. The leaders must know. And so what happened is this transition into the newness of life is hindered because, you know, even in the natural, you won't have, you don't write a contract with, with somebody and then, you know, say, I'm going to write two. You can pick, pick which one you want to do. You'll never get the job done. If you, if you enter into a contract with a person, the contract is there to make it clear. This is what you expect. This is what I'm going to provide. And if I provide what you're expecting, the contract is fulfilled, right? What happens is once the contract is fulfilled, it's like the person is never satisfied. We go back and open it up again. We go back and open. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He didn't come to do away with it. I was talking about Jakir this the other day. He didn't come to do away with anything. He comes to fulfill it so that this other thing that he brings in that will actually make you reach the prize of God, you're enabled to not be partakers. In this grace, which is by no means a get out of jail free card for anybody, it is let me give you grace to grow. Let me give you grace to learn. Let me give you truth that you can be partakers of his divine nature. The idea of sin is, is must be eradicated in our minds. Uh, and so if we're going to fulfill the word when it says now there is no condemnation, how can that be if all you think about is messing up and sinning? He has to take the consciousness of it out so that you have the mind of Christ and realize I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. This grace that he's given me is so that I can be the light of the world. This grace 
that he's given me is so I can evolve and change and get to the place where I'm an ambassador. This grace that he's given me is so that I can see that I've changed my own self. <laughs> I can see a change because of the grace and love that God has given us. The one thing that's stronger than death is love. Love is stronger than death. So what did God give us? He gives us love. For God so loved the world. And that love produces this, this man, Jesus, that brings in, fulfills the, the, the law of sin and death, and issues and opens up this idea that I can be just like him. See, we don't, we don't, the, the focus in the church is not to be like Jesus. The focus on the church is to go to heaven. Well, let me tell you what happened. Heaven is the abode of God. Heaven is where God abodes, right? So if heaven is the abode of God, and God, who is everywhere, has decided to now live in you, then he brings all of heaven and all his power and all his majesty within you. But you cannot accept that because you know where you came from. I want to challenge you with the knowledge of you know where you're going, not the knowledge of where you came from, because where you came from has become obsolete. Where you're going Amen. is the knowledge that you got to have. The joy is set before you, not behind you. And what we need to know is more about Christ and less about the devil, because he's already given us the victory <laughs> if we can find it in Christ. But if we're searching, trying to do it ourselves, we'll be ever learning, but never able to come or become what God mm. said. Lord have mercy, Apostle. <laughs> so everybody listening, this is why we need to have conversations with apostles about apostolic things, okay? Tell me that he is not rocking our little sanctified worlds right now with this information. <laughs> what do you have to say, Jakia? No, I just think this is so um, enriching and so needed uh because we are lost we're lost in the body of christ and like i said before sometimes we get caught up in the wolves that beget wolves the ones who teach a doctrine based on a tradition and not based on the integrity of the word of god and so you have large congregations listening to a tradition listening to um the old word, not listening to what's new, the new, the new word, what, what is, what is, um, to enrich the body of Christ and we get caught, we get stuck mm -hmm. and therefore we're not progressing. We're not moving forward. We just sitting here, uh, we're doing traditions. We're doing things based off of how we feel emotions and oh, we get hyped in the church and they got the smoke and they got the lights and they got the, all the things to make you feel good. But yet, and still we're not progressing in the body of Christ. And my whole, um, pullback is where's the power? Where is the power of God? That was my whole thing. And so now you bring it forth this, this revelator word and we, <laughs> we just ingesting it like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, I need to say something about those smoke machines because <laughs> <laughs> now to each their own, a person could have very well been told by the spirit of the Lord to get the smoke machines. Like I honestly don't know, 
But all I can say is I want to see authentic glory clouds among God's right. people. Right. I don't want I don't want the smoke and lights. Like I want to right. see the real and I know it's possible. I know it. I've seen it personally in my home several right. times where I'm like, oh, my right. goodness, my apartment is on fire. Let me open the oven. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, why? Like, I, I don't I, I want to see it when we gather together. Like, I want the presence of God to be so, so, so present. Right. <laughs> OK, that we are all actually able to experience him um, the right way without having to budget for the smoke machine. Now, like I said. I don't have any problem with anybody's vision for their service and stuff like that. So if you had that vision and you wanted those smoke machines, then fine. Let me not go in on the smoke machine. Let me kind of, <laughs> let me, I have, um, okay. So I asked you how we could position our hearts to produce these greater works. And um, you begin to talk about the fact that essentially we need to come into this new covenant. Because everything right. we need to do the greater works is in, in interwoven in, right. in this new covenant we're in. So we need to be reconciled to God. And if we right. really walk in true reconciliation, then we understand that there is, like you said, therefore now no condemnation. So we don't right. really have to worry about um some of the things that we are worried about and condemning ourselves right. over, we really need to right. walk in the, the freedom, the liberty, the grace, and the peace of God and not just ask for it or want to learn about it or, <laughs> you know, um, have these um, great talks about it, but actually get to a place where we become it. Okay. Exactly. Um, that is deep. That is deep. And I just want to talk about really quickly good teaching the fact that I was able to repeat everything you said in like yeah. a nutshell means that yeah. you actually delivered it the right way. And I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody else's delivery. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so what that means is, and I think about that because um, Jakia and I, we um, spoke about this on the first episode of um, Apostolic Integrity Radio about teachers and their um, obligation to teach in a way that we can understand so that the right. wicked one cannot come and still that which was sown because we didn't receive it, we'll understand it. So it just makes me excited to mm -hmm. hear the word go forth with understanding. And I know that it wasn't just um, what you've learned. It was what has been revealed in you and to you. Right. And it was also Rama, like for right now, for everyone who's mm -hmm. listening for this season, for this day, even if they listen to this thing two years from now, it's for them in that moment right. um so i have two more questions for you as we're getting okay. ready to kind of wrap this up <laughs> i want to know what is god saying and doing now apostle can you please tell us do you have yes. some insight to what he's saying and doing yes. now <laughs> yes the fact the fact that you said saying mm -hmm. is 90% of where the church errors. Mm -hmm. They talk about what God said. And like you just said, they don't talk about what God is saying. When you add the ING to that, it becomes present. It becomes current. It becomes now. Even our faith is not past faith. The, the, in Hebrew it says, and now faith is. It deliberately puts the word now 
to set the, the timing in which you should be walking in the faith. So now faith is the substance things hoped for. Now is the acceptable time. You understand? So my faith, I don't have to, I don't have to go back and get manna from yesterday when the manna that God is pouring out is renewed and made fresh every day. I'm not, I'm not fearing. I don't have a fear that's going to run out. You, you understand? I, I, right now, I've, I've reached the age in my, in my ministry. I used to think about, I need to study, 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 because I, I, I need to have a message, and I don't, I don't want to have a dull message, and I want to, I want to, and I've gotten to the point where there is so much in God. I can preach every day and don't preach the same thing. And I'm actually doing that. If you go to that, my, my marriage ministry more page, I'm in the book of Revelation just, just expounding. And it's, it's new for me because I have a teacher, you have a teacher called the Holy Ghost that can go in and give you what God is saying. And say it in a, such a way that it will redeem the time in your experience. Knowledge causes you to do things quicker and more efficiently. Without that knowledge, you do things how you were taught. And if it's one way, you, you never deviate from it because you don't know nothing else. But knowledge gives you the, the ability to do things a different way, but you get the same result. You get a better result. And as we begin to realize this is God, what God wants us to have, what God is saying is we've got to realize where is he saying it from? If you reconcile that, in your mind, that God is not speaking to you as it was in the Old Testament, that God is now speaking through you. He's coming out of your bellies. The Bible says in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. So the presence of God uh, embraced the idea that it's in me. Christ is in me. The, the, the God and Christ reconciling the world, that activity is taking place in me. You have a very present help. That alone causes you to start embracing the new covenant of God and man. The reconciling. That when you realize that he knows everything that you ever do, every thought ever comes to your mind. He's not bombed out if you have a, 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 a lustful thought or a crazy thought or whatever. He's not saying, if you have that thought, that's it, I'm done with you. God already sees you're in. You haven't saw that yet. And that's what he's doing. He's reconciling where you will be in him that he already knows before the foundation of the world, before you were formed in your mother's womb. You, you're, not, you're not having a new day, but in God's mind, you're just catching up to where God has already ordered your steps. He's already known how you're going to come out. He already knows where he set you. He already knows what he put in you. What we're doing is releasing and humbling ourselves to this God who does not make a mistake. I might make a mistake, but God never makes a mistake. And even if I did, he has so much knowledge, he can make lemonade out of lemons. He knows exactly how to order your steps. And, 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 and I'm telling you, he never left it up to you. He left it up to him who is the author and the finisher. Have you been reconciled to, 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 to release and walk in that kind of confidence and assurance that he is both the author and the finisher? Or are you still playing a co-laborer role, a co-finishing role, a co-starting role? Or it's my ministry and I got to get right, get it. You, you, you're in the wrong seat. Get out of the driver's seat and get in the back seat if you want to. But allow God to do what he knows how to do. Start it and finish it. He, he who started this good work is also able to finish it.
You just don't know him like that. You, we've got to get to the point through this walk with God that our trust has been transferred out of me walking by sight into the new me walking by faith. And even if my conditions look crazy, it, what should come out of my mouth is just like Job. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. I will, Because my end is not in this. My end is in you. You, God, can turn things around. And it is God's desire, desire to give you the kingdom. Not you for work, not for you to work for the kingdom, not for you to do a a a, a, a labor uh, where you get paid. Like we had, we sang a song in in the old church where it said, "Payday is coming after a while." I understand the spirit of it, but it comes out of capitalism. In the kingdom, everything is freely given and freely received. So it's not so much as I'm working to get something. I'm actually working to humble myself. I'm working to stop existing. I'm working to, to be still and know that he's God. It is the spirit in man that gives him. So the, what God is saying is, in all that's going on, there is something that's going on in you. While the enemy wants to draw you out of you and put your mind in the distractions of the surrounding world, you're neglecting this treasure that's in you. I pray that your eyes are open to realize how valuable you are, what you have in you. You know, I just, I'm, I'm buying a house in Greensville, uh, South Carolina. We started ministry there as well. But one of the things that I got the Holy Spirit teaches me is we, if you have a house and you say your house is $200,000 or whatever, and somebody builds a house right beside your house, $5 million or $10 million, guess what happens to the property value? And he is not even on your property. Guess what happens to your value? It goes way up just by what somebody else did, not what you did. You haven't, you haven't done one thing to the house, but your value just went up. Now, guess what happens when he moves in you? If $5 million moves in you, you're not a $200,000 man uh, uh, occupied by a five, $5 million person. You are $5 million. As soon as he moves in you, the value of what's in you becomes you. You're not somebody trying to get there. He moved in you. That was not your doing. He poured out his spirit. He bought you with a price. And so the God of everything is releasing a, a generation. And I believe you guys are a part of this generation that is going to just revolutionize and redeem the time in the church. I'm saying that with, with all of my heart. You said something and, and, and you say, well, what happens if they play this podcast two years from now? I pray that if they play this podcast two years from now, it will be child's place to them. It will be just absolutely ludicrous, absolutely a uh, 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 word that has expired because they're so far advanced <laughs> in God. You, you understand what I'm saying? Every yeah. round is going. I don't want. In two years from now, I don't want to be saying the same thing. I don't want to be talking to the same people. I need to talk to those that have been manifested sons of God because the earth is waiting now for the manifestation of the sons of God. You cannot have a manifestation without a pregnation. You cannot have a display without understanding what has been put within you. And I'm, I'm telling you, tell you, the next move of God is not will not have anything to do with this obsolete Satan who realizes his time is short. End time is not for us. End time is for Satan who realized that his time of deception is running out. His time of, 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 of stealing our authorization and our ability to be the head and not the tail. It's running out because of the knowledge that you're walking in. You say how you will know? 
because of the knowledge. You know what you can do based on the knowledge that you're walking in, even right now. There are some things that you know uh, that other people don't know and they can't do what you can. It doesn't mean they can't do it. They just don't know how to do it because the knowledge they don't walk in. So you won't have to worry about whether you know it or whether you're doing it. The knowledge will be so excellent that certain things will be just, just be ludicrous. It won't even register in your mind. You understand what I'm saying? So as we evolve, as this knowledge, that's why I say the first part is understanding what God has given you in Jesus Christ. There should be no competition on any level concerning the value of Christ. It's not, it's not, it's not the color of my skin. I say, I ask my Muslim brothers and, and my Hebrewites and all these other sects of people. I say, what color is love? How tall is it? How short is peace? Is it, is it male? Is it female? Because God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so if you are identifying spirit by the gender, by the color, by the nation, by the tongues, by uh, some country, you are still walking by sight. Now in God, because of the evolution of the knowledge, there is neither male nor female, neither bond nor free, Jew nor We are coming into the identity that God, that spirit of who we are, is beginning to surface and emerge. And we don't look at ourselves from rudimental things, from walking by sight things. That's child's play. We now realize who we are in Christ Jesus. Our life is here with, 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 with Christ in God. You understand? As we unveil God, we simultaneously unveil ourselves. Man, that is so deep as we unveil God. <laughs> We simultaneously, it's so true because the more we learn about him, the more we are actually able to step into our identity. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. So my final question, Apostle, is what is apostolic integrity to you? A a apostolic integrity and measurement of apostolic integrity is measured by change. The Bible says we are changing from glory to glory. Apostolic and prophetic integrity is based on what is God doing? If eyes have not seen nor ears heard the things that shall be in this word, I, I'm saying this with all the fervor, things in God are being revealed. They are, not, they are past finding out. You will not be able to understand. You can, you can get all the Greek, the Hebrew, the Latin, the Aramaic, all of them understand every word and you still won't know God. You still won't know God because the entrance into God is through Christ. He is that doorway. He is the, the example of the man. And so there is that spirit in man that giveth them the understanding. So apostles, we cannot go back and regurgitate or bring up something from the dead and present it to God. That's not what he's looking for. Whatever was does not compare to the glory that's set before us. So while we're going to dig up something and repeat it back to God, he's going to reject it. It was accepted in that time, but is rejected in this time. The, the first two sons of, of, of Adam was Cain and Abel. God gave them a word, a sacrificial word, a living word. One did exactly what God told him. The other one moved in competition and said, you know what? I'm going to outdo that. 
I'm going to make it better. But it was in his own eyes. The better what he was going to present to God was only good to him. It, when God saw it, he saw something other than what he said. And the Bible says anything that's not of faith, which is the word out of God's mouth, is sin. Anything. <laughs> so anything that's not motivated from the spiritual part of God, which you are, it's automatically rejected. You ain't got to worry about it. Is, is God going to accept what I'm doing? If it ain't faith, it's already rejected. And so the, 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 the Cain person was absolutely upset because what he thought, what, what happened, what God was see, how much work he put into it, how much effort and time, and how excellent it was. Well, I love that word, excellent, where the spirit went through this, where the church went through this time where we're going to be excellent under God. There's nothing excellent under God except perfect faith. So if you want to do excellent chandeliers and excellent shit, that ain't moving God at all. Smoke, mirrors, that's all it is. We are leading people unto Christ. We're not leading people unto better. I'm not praying for anybody for a better life. I don't. That's not the goal. That's not the vision. God doesn't want your life to be better. God has given you his life. And so as long as you stay and asking God for a betterment of your life, you are hindering the life of God in your life to come forth because that's not the will of God. The will of God is to give you everything. You're selling for less. The, the enemy is tricking you to say, hey, get 10% when God has gave you 100% and say, hey, 10% is fine. And so God is saying, listen, you're the head and not the tail. And so I need to shift you through the knowledge. And I, and, 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 and I don't leave it up to my brain to understand what I'm putting my focus on, even I'm even I'm talking today, I'm not talking to a young black woman or two young black women. I'm speaking to spirits all over the world. And I'm saying, what is connecting with you? What you feel? If there's a move in your bed, it is not natural. It is spiritual. It is the word that is bearing witness with your spirit. And so you are, you know, the scientists will come short. The politicians will come short. Every other man designed thing will come short. It's only the things of God that brings us to the measurement of God. We can pat ourselves on the back and see, see what, how good we've done until we compare it to what Christ is doing. And what Christ is doing makes it look like a joke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we can talk about medicines and what, what kind of disease we cured and da, 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 and, and all of our medicines, what, while we say we're doing it, we were so smart. All of them have this, 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 this disclosure line saying, Oh, it can cause these side effects. It'll cure this, but uh, we're just putting in the disclosure, no matter how much we, we pat ourselves on the back, it can cause death. It can cause this. It has these side effects. Jesus has no side effects because he's the only one that has the power and knowledge to make you every withhold. Everything else is in the part realm. And so I pray that we realize as we are reconciled to what God has given us, that it it's just going to blow your mind every day. There is no limit. There is no limit. You are reaching thousands. I mean, uh, decades ago, a church to reach a hundred, that was, that was, that was gold. Now we're moving and it's not technology. Technology is coming forth because the spirit of God is so rich that the current method cannot produce it all over the world. So God is raising up a different kind of prophet, a different kind of prophetess, a different kind of visionary. And they're saying, hey, God is speaking to me and I'm going to shut everything down. and I'm going to start all over because you can hear the move of God. And the things that you have had, no matter is so valuable to somebody else, 
It's not so valuable that it distracts you from what God is saying. So you're actually walking in what God, you're asking me, you're already walking in it. And you're looking at this new day. You, you, you don't know how it's going to look, but you can feel that it's God. And how it's going to turn out, I'm going to go on and know what the Lord's going to be. Because every round is going higher and higher. You understand? Your fear of, of making a mistake is giving way to the hunger to know God. And the hunger to know God is just swallowing up anything else that hinders that goal and that vision that God has dropped in your belly. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. It keeps it keeps us pressing in. <laughs> um, thank you. That was um that was amazing. Thank you, Jesus. So, Apostle, can you please tell everyone listening um where your church is, the name of your church, your Facebook page, how they can follow you on social media, everything. All right. So the the, the main thing that I'm doing now, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I was um in March 2020. The Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to get on Facebook and preach every day. That's what he told me. And he goes, this is the short word. I want you to preach every day until. And that was it. And I'm going, I've, I've, I've conditioned myself to not ask foolish questions. I would rather jump in and figure out how to get out later and say I was willing and obedient hey, rather hey. than not move again. So I jumped in not knowing, had never done anything like that. And I started preaching every day, not knowing what's going to happen. And it was a kingdom word every day. In August 2020, the Lord spoke to me again and says, I want you to focus on the book of Revelation. And, and, and Revelation to most people, they don't like to deal with it because all these symbols and sign and it's scary and all that other stuff. And the Lord say, I want you to focus on the book of Revelation. And for about a week, he told me to read the first chapter, the first verse only. And the first chapter, the first first part of it says, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he kept, the Holy Spirit kept, kept me there. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And from there, we're in, two, we're in now September 2021. And I went verse by verse as the Holy Ghost led me. I wasn't trying to do it speedy. I wasn't trying to break a Guinness Book of World Record. I didn't really care about any of that. What I wanted to know was what are you unveiling? And if you telling me to do this, I've never done this. It must be critical at this particular time at the height of the pandemic. And I, that's why I say this pandemic has got the whole world. It's not an epidemic. It is a pandemic. And even the little trickeries that we, you know, people who, who try to make money through the gospel, they say, you know, this message and that message and that message, prosperity message. And I ain't, I ain't got no problem. All of this has its place. But you don't hear any of that now. They used to say, hey, uh, the reason why God is punishing this nation is because of this and punishing that nation because of that. You don't hear any of that because this pandemic is hitting everybody. It's in every denomination. <laughs> That's so true. Every, so you don't, you don't drop. So nobody is just saying not anything. Everybody's kind of waiting until it's all over with, which is a reaction. And God says, while I've silenced everybody, I need the apostles and prophets to tell them what I'm doing in this transition, why I've captivated them, why they can't go anywhere. I'm going to sow into them my knowledge. I'm going to concentrate in such a way <laughs> that they won't have, I've got a captive audience. So uh, I, that's what I've been doing. And I, I thought it, this would be over a long time ago. And every day I've got new manna. It's like I, I'm in anticipation. I'm like a child in a candy shop. And it, it, it's not, I'm not trying to 
uh, please anybody. I'm not trying to preach on. I'm I'm interested in what is being revealed so that we can walk in the fullness and fulfill the promise of God that the earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is an order to power. There is an order to the release of power. And if we have all the ingredients, we go to the store and get all the ingredients and don't know how to put them together, you will not have a meal. You will not have an explosion. You will not have what God wants. We'll give him something that we've experienced in the past and that's old and obsolete. It's, you're, you're embarrassing God as though he can't give you something new. And, and even in the Old Testament where God fed the people with manna from on high, there was a couple of smart guys that say, you know what? We, we value sleep above that. We're going to get more than enough and we're going to sleep the next day. And when, he, when they woke up, the manna that they got that was instructed to only eat for that day, the, manna, the extra manna had rot. They couldn't eat it. And when they went outside the tents, the fire had moved, the cloud. They didn't know where they were. They they were satisfied in, in the presence of God. He made a desert, a, a natural place to, 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 to dwell at. When they walked out, because they stepped out of obedience with another thought, a smart, intelligent thought, something that seemeth good, they realized it's God who is where your help comes from. And as long as you walk in the presence of God, he will transform your life into the very end. Peter walked with Jesus. He didn't try to talk like Jesus. He just walked with him. And when, the, when it was time for Jesus to transition to the next point, the little damsel came and said, aren't you with him? And he goes, no. He, but she says as a witness, but you sound just like him without practice, without exercising. You weren't without mimicking your walk in his presence, transform you. You didn't even know what had happened. And so I'm trying to tell you, the things of God is automatic. It's, it's not practice. It's not, it's not, it's not an air machine. It's not smoke and mirrors. All of that is for the person that walks by sight. If you don't move this category from walking by sight into the spirit, they will die with intellect. They will die in those smoke and mirrors. It's, 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 we're not trying to offend wow. anybody. We are trying <laughs> to save people. You understand? So if we're doing something in error, I would pray that you want to tell them the correct way, even if, if there's a backslash. You understand? We must now involve God and his ways so that we can walk in that which he's already provided for those that walk in faith and not by sight. So, it, it, I, you know, I got a cousin, he loves to sleep and every once in a while I have to wake him up. And every time you wake him up, he gets mad because you woke him up out of his sleep. But when he realizes that he's running late and you saved him and he maybe kept his job, then he goes, OK, I'm, I, I apologize for fussing at you, but thank you for waking me up. But that's not the first reaction. So the world, when they react out of the elixir of walking by sight, out of the out of the drug of sight walking, out of the crack cocaine of walking by sight. They're hooked on it. They're, they're, they're using the confirmation of relationship by sight. And it caused them to become short of the glory of God. I can go to the beach. And when I stand on the beach, I can only see so far. It looks like the sky and the ocean are coming together. I know that's not what happened. It's just I have a limitation of what I can see naturally based on where I'm at. There is more. But you got to move out of that place and walk in the, the designated way that God wants. Because there is a spirit in man. It, it ain't, you, you ain't got to get that. You already got that. There is a spirit of man that gives him understanding. You just got to learn how to trust it. And you got to learn how to walk after it. Because he was given to bring you to your fullness 
in Almighty God. That's it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when um, you receive something like that, honestly, there's nothing I, there's nothing I have to say. Um, Sister Jakia, please, if you have anything that you would like to add to this, please. I am just so... <laughs> I am on like a euphoric cloud. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm floating right now. And I feel like everything that I have been wanting to hear, I just heard. I don't know. I mean, to the hearers, I mean, God bless them. But everything that I've been wanting to hear, I've heard. And as we continue to walk this walk, this is a faith walk, right? This is, un this is unknown to, to all of us. You don't know how the Lord's going to lead you. You don't know what he's going to do in your life. You don't know what road he's going to take you down. Um, but I'm just so elated and I'm so excited. <laughs> because I know... Uh, whose team I'm on. I know that regardless of what's going on, ups, downs, lefts, right, he is right there. And he has a rhema word. He has a new word. Always. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I hope the hearers are excited and um, I hope it's a blessing to all who hear. Amen. Let me let me give you my let me give you the Facebook page because I got caught up yes. and I didn't even say that. <laughs> the Facebook page is is uh, is on Facebook. It's www.facebook uh, marriage ministry and more. One long word: marriage ministry and more. The, it's a, it's a weird name because at that time when we set up the Facebook page, we were counseling on marriage and how it relates to ministry. That's a whole nother area where you got people that are married. And they have a call on their lives. And how does that work? How does the, all that, how does that chemistry work? So we did that. But when God spoke to me, I just hijacked this page and I started talking about kingdom stuff and, and now revelation. So there are hundreds and hundreds of messages because we did it every day. We do it every day at 8.45 p.m. That's that Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we're going into deep things. I believe we have to have a mature word to produce a mature person. And so God is not hiding things. The heavens are now open. And when a store is open, you can go shop in there. If the store is closed, you have to pass it by. You can't shop in it. But, not, but now the heavens are open, which means those things that were hidden are now available to us. And I believe that God is drawing us and giving us the kind of mind that we can now lay hold of it and become it. So marriage, ministry, and more, all one word. You can find this there. And there's, it's just hundreds and hundreds of messages. We'll be on there until God tells me until. And once he say until, that's when we'll quit. But <laughs> we're going to do that and, and stay focused. And, and I encourage asking questions. I'm gifted in interpretation of dreams all my life. I, I thought everybody could do that, but apparently not. Uh, so if you've got <laughs> questions concerning the ministry, <laughs> if you got got questions concerning any part of your calling, then let me know because I want to be able to build a relationship to catapult you into your ministry. Uh, your questions are the discernment of the answer. By the questions you ask, 
I know the answer because it's embedded in the question. So the enemy doesn't want you to ask questions. He wants you to give answers to keep you hidden. But I, <laughs> I'm encouraging you to ask that your joy might be filled. Amen. Amen. And um, again, to everyone who's listening, this is Apostle Edward Pitts, just in case we didn't make it clear, because I know people still going to want to Google you anyway. They just say, okay, yeah. he got to say something. <laughs> we still want to Google. <laughs> yep. Amen. And his wife is prophetess Mary Pitts, and um, clearly they have an amazing ministry together. So, um, yeah. you know, I know that you enjoyed this. And so it does not have to end. You can continue to enjoy his teaching and his wisdom. And um, Apostle, we thank God for you. We thank God for the work thank that you. For you. Thank you, Kiki, for opening the door. <laughs> <laughs> and pushing me through. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Apostle, would you please pray us out to um, end this sure. beautiful broadcast? Father, I thank you for this generation. I thank you for what you're doing. I embrace that the now that we live in. I thank you, God, for a delusion. I mean, uh, 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 just an outpour, a great outpour of your word. Thank you for causing us to embrace and draw nigh to you rather than drawing away from you, causing us to know that you are our father and that you love us and that you want the best for us. It is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom and all these doors and things that you are allowing to happen to shift a generation from from things that hindered us and kept us outside of your fullness that you want for us. I pray that these, these kings and these queens and these prophets and prophetess that you've given them access and authority and, and entrance to, that they will bring a more sure word, a present truth. And those that hear would have the desire to seek those things that are above and not beneath and not to be afraid because you did not give us a spirit of fear. You gave us a sound mind. Let the spirit of the Holy Ghost fall again and bring us to, to the place that you want us to operate in you and the relationship that you want to have. I pray God the word goes around to every culture, to every, every generation, every kindred, every tongue, and that your Holy Ghost that you've given us as a gift, that you would allow that Holy Ghost to take greater presence in our life and lead us into the place that you would have us to be. We bind every trick of the enemy every false imagination, every thought, everything that tries to steal, kill, and to destroy. We will not be a subject and a slave to those conditions or those processes anymore because greater is he that's within us than he that's within the world. We trust you. We believe that you're able to do exactly and more than what you say. So God, we rest in you. You have made peace between us and God. And now God, we stand and allow the illumination of your word to shine through our life in everything that we do or think. We don't even have to contemplate on what to say because the Holy Ghost will give us a real word at the real time. And we yield to you in Jesus name. Bless this woman. Bless uh, Sister Tiffany and bless Sister uh, uh, Kiki right now, Jakia, and cause this relationship and other relationships to form one great army of, of revelators, of of peace and joy in the nation. And Lord, let your word move through them into to greater dimensions around the world that this world have never seen. I thank you right now for the unity of the faith into a perfect man. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And glory to God and saints. Amen. Um, as we've heard today 
in so many words. Do not allow this obsolete Satan to keep you focused on the problem, but rather go deeper into the Lord and be reconciled to Christ so that you can actually be reconciled to the solution. Amen. Mm. God bless you all. Thank you all for listening. Bye.